Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney. Uh, what I wanted to share on today is I want to talk about living in overflow because it's so important that we begin to understand this. You know, Sam and I are currently in Scotland with our friends Stevie and Emma, and we've been talking a lot about the kingdom and what Yahweh is doing and the different things that I believe are missing in the body if we are to see the evidence and the power of God come back into the church. And when we look at certain people, certain people lack confidence or they have low esteem and they tend to struggle with certain things. And and, and that's fine. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got the extreme where people are, they beyond confident. They're actually arrogant and prideful. And, and that's very detrimental. So you've got these two facets of people which are in the earth and both facets in determine... Um, in terms of their lack of confidence or low self-esteem or being overconfident and arrogant and prideful is detrimental to the body. And what we need is people who have a soul and live in a place of overflow, a person that is prospering out of the abundance of what they have and what they carry. And in, in John 7 verse 37, it says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So isn't it interesting that when you look at the scripture, and I'm sure many of you have read this so many times, we talk about rivers of living water flowing out of this, but it says rivers, it's plural, it's not singular. So there is a place, it says that when we're covered with the Holy Spirit, we're going to function in overflow. So there's going to be this overflow. And I guess my question is, is as the church, how many of us are really flowing in overflow? Where is this overflow? You know, in Joel 2, verse 23, 23, it says, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So that's such an amazing scripture, as he's talking about, the wine and he's talking about um, the oil and he's talking about wheat and he's saying that our threshing floors are going to be full of wheat and our vats are going to overflow with new wine and oil. Now, so he's going to cause many things to begin to overflow in our lives. This is the Holy the Holy Ghost. He's going to cause water to start flowing. He says the rain is coming. He says, and then our floors are going to be full of wheat. And isn't that interesting? Once again, we're talking plurals, floors, not just a floor. That means that you and me, if you're listening to this, you have a floor. And what Yahweh wants to do is he wants to cause your floor to overflow. And you have to have floors because they're going to be full of wheat. And you have to have vats because they're going to overflow with wine and oil. And so you and I have to live in the overflow. And our floors must be overflowing. And, I, and I'm guessing one of the things I've been looking at is I don't see a lot of overflow in the lives of believers. Then he goes on and he says in verse 25, So I'll restore to you 
the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. So what he's saying is this, he's saying that if you and I begin to live in overflow, and our, not, not just like having a big bank account, but your mind is living in overflow, you just everything about you is in that place of overflow, your floors are overflowing, your vats, your containers, those things that you have, overflows, it says you will eat plenty, <coughs> excuse me, and you'll be satisfied. <clears throat> Everything that has been stolen from you, from the different agencies in life, will be restored. And God will never allow you ever again to be ashamed. So, one of the things, the thing that produces shame is lack. Lack produces shame. Lack of confidence. Lack of money. Lack of self-esteem. Lack of good relationships. Lack of resources. And so, we have to live in overflow. And... You know, I know as believers, we're always trying to get a flow in our lives, something to begin to move. We're trying to get a breakthrough. But at what point do we actually break through? At what point do we actually move into this place of overflow? And once we break through, how do we stay in that place, which is even more important? And it's the will of Yahweh that we live in overflow. He says in Jeremiah, whilst they were in captivity, he says, build houses. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, they are in captivity. And what does Yahweh say? He says, build houses. He doesn't say build a house. He says, build houses, plant gardens, marry, have children, give your children to marry, that you may not be diminished in the earth. Because Yahweh, our God, is a God of the overflow. And so the Lord's been showing me a few things and showing me some pictures and, and just showing me some stuff that I believe personally that we are coming full circle in terms of what... I would call the power church. Now, some of you have heard us talk about where is the power. We are, we're, we're not seeing the signs and wonders and the power that we saw in the early Celtic church or even with the apostles and things like that. And it's really diminished even since the days of Wigglesworth and Charles Finney and all of those great people. The power in the body of Christ is diminished. And so... Um, <clears throat> And some of us, I mean, there's a lot of young believers today that have never even been born in the time of the power of God in the church, where it would fall in the church. I remember being in meetings where the worship team couldn't play because of the presence of God, where we were all on our faces, where the wind of God would come into a room and we would fall down by the power of God. You know what I'm saying? And people just couldn't stand. There was holiness. It was a reverence. It was something that was different. And it was... Sometimes what you find, it was certain songs that we sang and the power of God would come because the songs would, they were written in heaven. They carried an anointing, you know, where people would start dancing and running and sometimes even just crying and weeping and falling on their faces. And it, it wasn't emotion. You understand what I'm trying to say? It was raw anointing. And that's even something that we don't even talk about anymore is anointing. I want anointing because the anointing is the oil that God pours out on us. And so it, it's like um, I, I want to be a vessel that God is continually pouring into. And then I'll pour myself out and then he fills me up again. That's what I want. I want that anointing. I, I don't want to rely on my own strength or my own ability. And I think this has become the problem with the church is we've become so full of knowledge. We've become so puffed up that that's what we do. We rely on 
that instead of the anointing where we where i i don't see humility in the body where people are like yahweh i am nothing and i need you i'm so desperate for you and so it, the anointing the raw anointing is the force of overflow and i really believe that we're coming back into a season <coughs> of overflow excuse me <coughs> You know, all I can say is the world needs a move of the power of God. And you cannot have the power of God. You cannot have a church that's in power if you're not in overflow. And we need to be in overflow. So your soul must be prosperous. Your mind must be sound. And when you come into the body, we need to come in a place of overflow. Because if you and I keep coming in into the church all the time with our needs then we're never going to be in overflow. We should come with overflow to meet the needs of the lost. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, a real tickle in my throat. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen in the church, but there's always people that are always needy and they don't live in overflow. And, and what does the word say about our needs? It says, He will supply all our needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. And so at some point, we have got to stop being needy. You understand what I'm saying? So if you need a wife or a husband, get one. Stop being needy. You know what I'm saying? If you need a house, get one. You know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to be facetious, but at some point, you've actually got to reach out and take something and do something about it. Because we, we've got to stop being needy. The reason that Yahweh supplies all of our needs is, uh, is that we can help other people. That's why he does it. You can't help someone if you can't help yourself. And so, you know, let's start changing the way we see things. Because we've got to start changing our way of living. We've got to start moving in the overflow. We've got to start living out of the overflow. And I honestly believe that that is where we're coming. We're coming to a time of overflow, to a place of overflow where we've had all these amazing moves of Yahweh, but I'm looking for something new, something fresh, something that's going to carry the power of the old day, you know, the day of the Celtic saints. I mean, if we think about Azusa Street or the Latter Rain Movement or Pentecost or the Toronto Outpouring, all of those places were in overflow. But how did we lose the overflow? What happened? And when we begin to work in overflow, we, we begin to see what our Father can do. So what does Psalm 23 verse 5 says? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So let's have a look at this and let's see what, what we can see. There's two things you can say about the first one is that while you are there, what's he doing? He's preparing a table for you. And the second one is that before you even get there, he's preparing the table. So you are where... Um, Wherever you are, wherever that may be, Yahweh is preparing a table before you even get there. Where is he doing it? In the presence of your enemies. And why? Because your enemies are going to say, I better not mess with this, this person because he is living in the overflow of the kingdom. And so God, Yahweh, our Father, has taken time to prepare a table for you and me. And on that table is everything we need according to his riches and glory are going to be on that table. What else does it say in the scripture? You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And so my question is, is our cup overflowing? Because it's supposed to be. Is your table overflowing? Is your cup overflowing? Because your soul is now has to be prosperous. And so 
that's what we need to do because we need to be moving in the overflow and so i don't want to be drawing from a bottle you know the 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 the, the bottom of the barrel for all my years because i want to be drawing from him con constantly i want the barrel to be full like sitting next to the barrel and it's overflowing on my head you know remember the widow that was ministering to elijah and when he met her she was in need and she was not in overflow and when elijah comes to her he shifts that place of lack to overflow and so when you're in overflow you can cook for the prophet you can cook for your kids you can cook for your grandkids you can cook for the neighborhood you can your neighborhood you can prepare a table for them you can prepare abundance for them and so in the season I really believe we've got to start shifting our life into overflow. We have to make the choice to move into the place of overflow. In Psalm 78 verse 19, yes, they spoke against God. They said, can you prepare a table in the wilderness? The answer is yes, because when Yahweh prepares that table in the wilderness, he's putting them in overflow. Now, just think about it. You've got three to five million people for 40 years, 365 days a year. And we're looking at a lot of food to last them for 40 years. There's no delivery trucks. There's no bakeries. There's no sh shop around the corner that they can just sort of go to. And so what does he do? He puts a layer of dew on the ground so that when the bread falls, it doesn't go in the dirt. And then he would put the bread over the dew in the wilderness. And there's no dew in the wilderness. as the um the humidity levels are almost zero over there so dew then bread comes and covers that dew so that there's no contamination from the dust and so yahweh is like that he thinks of everything meticulously and so where does he do it in the wilderness for 40 years he feeds every one of them the manna when you think about it had no physical taste that's why it was called manna meaning what is it so if you were um if today you felt like chicken, for instance, and you ate manna, that's what it would taste like, chicken. What is it? It can be anything you want it to be. So this is what was happening. And so if you can think about it, you can taste it. And whatever you taste, God says, I'm going to put you in overflow. So for 40 years, there's going to be an overflow that you're going to eat something and you're going to be satisfied. And where did the bread come from? It doesn't matter because he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to pour into your life. So this is what Yahweh did. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out into your life. He wants to bring you into a place of abundance. But we have got to start living in the overflow. I want to see the power of the kingdom because for me, it's the most powerful advertising that there is. So I bless you guys and thank you for listening.